Hey, <clears throat> oh, a cough right off the bat. Um, that's, you know what, consistent, the, the cough at the beginning of the podcast is the most consistent I've been at introducing the podcast. So I say, you know what, fuck it, we keep it. This is Jacqueline Kitzman. <laughs> this is the Awakened Tarot Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed Gabriel's episode last week. I can't remember what exactly was going on, but it was something and I was very busy. So th thank you all for listening to his part of the podcast. I'm just really happy that he gets to have, you know, and gets to do astrology. And I think it's so helpful. And um, I love that he kind of like has taken on initiative and, and, and done that. And he's about to be astrologically certified. I don't think I think he would say, don't say that. That's not how you say that. But I'm going to say it anyway, because YOLO. Um, so where I left you all was finishing the story of the death line, which means that this week we're going to talk about strength. But before we talk about strength, we're going to do everybody's favorite part of the podcast, which is current events. So let's, um, if you listen to TikTok, oh, really get into it. So a couple things. One, um, last week we had a shooting in Iowa. Um, an 11-year-old was killed in a school shooting. Um, he, the, the victim was known as Smiley. Amir was his actual name. He was known as Smiley. He was killed Thursday before class even started. A 17-year-old student at Perry High School opened fire in the cafeteria. Seven others, including the school's principal and two other staff members and four students, were wounded before the shooter died of self-inflicted gunshot wound. This is a tragedy. Recently, there was also a shooting that happened in Prague. Now, we know that mass shootings, and this is the deadliest mass shooting in, in many years in Prague, and the, I believe it's the Czech Republic, but this is their biggest mass shooting in years and years and years, because even though this is a tragedy, we also know, and, and awful and terrible, and I'm going to get into the details here, but Europe tends to have much, much less mass shootings because they have less access to guns, they have better gun control than America. However, we are going to talk about it. On December 21st, 2023, 14 people were killed in a mass shooting by a postgraduate history student at the main faculty of arts building of Charles University in central Prague, Czech Republic. Another 25 were injured, three of them foreigners. The 24-year-old perpetrator killed himself. Before the attack, his father was found dead at his home in Hostun. Um, this is H-O-S-T-O-U-N in the N, I believe. I don't think it's called a tilde. It's got like a little like a little like almost you on top of it. I don't know what that's called, what that is grammatically called, but that is what that is. That's how you spell it. At the time of the shooting, the perpetrator was one in a pool of about 4,000 suspects in a double murder case that took place six days earlier. 25 kilometers, that's 16 miles away. Thank you, CNN, for putting that in American <laughs> measurements away in the Klonovis Forest, Klonovis Forest. I am, I don't know how to, I, that's not pronounced correctly, but that is spelled K-L-A with a little accent above it, N-O-V-I-C-E Forest. The lead investigator confirmed that the police had not yet reviewed the perpetrator's potential as a suspect in the earlier killings when the Prague shootings took place, but evidence found in the latter event did link the two incidents. It was one of the deadliest mass shootings in Europe since the 2015 Bataclan Theater Massacre in Paris. I'm not pronouncing that right either. That is B-A-T-A-C-L-A-N. So one of the main differences between mass shootings that happen in the U.S. versus mass shootings that happen in Europe is that the ones that happen in Europe are 
much, much, much less. They have way less massacres committed by a gun. And that is because they have better gun control. Now, this doesn't make this what happened any less devastating in Prague. That is a huge loss of life and it is traumatic and awful. And I bet that the government will take steps to prevent it from ever happening again. Unlike here in the U.S., where children like Amir, Smiley, as he was known by friends and loved ones, uh, will happen every day that ends in Y. And nothing will happen. Nothing will be done about it. And it's devastating. We also have a genocide still consistently happening in Palestine. It is a complete ethnic cleansing. Thousands, millions of people have been displaced. Thousands and thousands of children have been killed. Thousands of innocent men and women have been tortured and buried under rubble as they have carpet bombed Gaza. Um, and the U.S. has continued to fund this vicious attack by the IDF. It's awful. There is, I was reached out to, um, I, I didn't ask their permission before I recorded this episode, but I was reached out to by somebody and they told me about an app. I'm a little bit embarrassed that I didn't know about this app before, but it's called Five Calls. You can download the download it on the app store and it'll have you plug in your details, your zip code, all of that. Um, and it'll contact your congressman. It'll tell you exactly who to contact. I believe it even gives you like like what to say, but you can download it to your app store. So I, I've offered a thousand times and will continue to offer like you don't know who your representatives are. Uh, I'll find them for you. Or you can download this really nifty app. It's called Five Calls. Literally the number five calls. Um, you can download it in the app store. It, it's got like one, two, three, four, five little stars in a circle. It's blue. Download it. Download it. Type in your information. Get all that information yourself. Um, but we, we're kind of at a point now where like we really do need to start contacting our representatives and demanding, you know, gun control. We need to demand that we stop funding genocide in Palestine and stop funding genocide in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, because that is also going on where millions of people in the Congo have been displaced while we force them to mine our material used to create our phones, our computers, our Teslas, which, by the way, all of those got recalled, every single one of them. <laughs> so woohoo um, on that. But, you know, like there are things happening in the world right now, um, and not to mention the fact that the U.S. is just continuing to put forth that onslaught of anti-LGBTQIA plus legislation. Um uh, specifically targeting the trans community. We've also got just a bunch of legislation also that has passed and is currently being enacted against people with uteruses all over the United States, specifically in red states, who are who either don't want to get pregnant as they access the right for their for abortion as they find out that they're pregnant with babies with fetuses, excuse me, I should say. Um, that have that are not viable outside of the womb, um, but it could harm the life of of the person that's pregnant. It's just really there are so many things that this app would be good for, and I I am embarrassed I didn't know it existed until until I was told by an amazing an amazing friend on social media. So thank you so much. I want to just say again, as I kind of like zip up out of this section here, the current event section, which is all of your favorites. I know, I know, I know that this is a really good way to, you know, increase empathy, which will increase intuition, which will then help you understand tarot better. And I wish that we could, you know, look at this for non-selfish reasons. Like, hey, it would just be good to know what's happening with the rest of the world. But, you know, it is what it is. 
So today we are jumping into the podcast episode, which is on strength. So we're going to talk about the card. We're going to read what Arthur Edward Waite had to say about it. And we'll go through the traditional meanings as well as obviously have me talk about how I read strength, how it comes up for me, and then talk about what I wrote in my Deathline workbook. I want to just take a really quick second and mention that these workbooks, if you're on Patreon, you have access to them for free. If you're not on Patreon, um, actually... Like one, I'll I'll just email it to you if you just request them. I'm not like I've never historically charged anything for these. At one point, I took donations um, for them and then donated to charity. But right now, as I don't have anything with that set up, just let me know. Um, also, though, Patreon kind of introduced this new feature, which is that you can follow people for free. And then um, the the creators or the person who's running the Patreon, which is me. Uh, can make them seen by everyone. So I could also do that. So if then if you go to the show notes of this episode, I usually put something on there like for more content, you can find us at the link for Patreon. You could just click that. I'm going to try to remember, I'll just make them public so that everybody can see them, whether you're a paid member of Patreon or not. And then therefore you'll have access to the PDFs I did on the, like the the lifeline, death line, uh, rebirth line. I also have a workbook on the triads and all that. So yeah. Okay, let's get into the card itself. So we've got strength. Let me explain what it looks like. In the um, again, I use the Smith Rider Weight deck. Um, this is a it is a person in a long white dress or robe. They've got a crown or a wreath of flowers in their hair. Above their head is an infinity symbol. They are holding gently on to the snout and bottom half of the jaw of this lion. They are the major majority of the background of this card is yellow. They're kind of in like what looks like a little bit of a valley. There's a lot of green under them. Um, the person is just basically wreathed in in flowers and vines. And the lion is looking up at them, not, you know, like very gently. Their, their tongue is out. It almost looks like this person is getting something out of the lion's mouth. And there's trust happening here. Um, there, there is the person who is just trusting that lion not to eat them. And the lion is trusting the human not to kill them, take their cloak or domesticate them. They're just kind of meeting each other as is both of them in a very vulnerable state, seeking help in ways from the other. It's a very symbiotic, almost relationship here. And sim, so a symbiotic, let me talk to you all about parasites. Symbiotic relationships are a type of parasitic relationship where it's actually beneficial for both the host and the parasite and that they are both doing things to help each other out. Um, and that's not to say that, yay, huzzah, parasite, but it is kind of one of those things where like both of you needed something. And so you're having like kind of the symbiotic relationship in that Yes, you are sharing a space, but both are both of you are helping each other out. You could talk about like partnership or marriage like this, like ideally, like one of you, like both of you were in, in inhabiting the same space and you're helping each other here. The, the human and the lion are kind of entering this symbiotic relationship of the lion will protect the human from outside forces or things that try to hurt them. And the human will help the lion by protecting it, getting the owie thing out of its tooth and also potentially feeding it without trying to change the nature of the lion. So there is kind of this symbiosis, which I think can be recognized by the infinity symbol over the person's head in strength, um, saying that these two people are, or these two beings, these two creatures are helping each other in perpetuity, um, as well as that this being card eight in the major arcana and having that infinity symbol, which is literally an eight. And these these things are going on forever. So it's a very transformed state. I talk about the number eight in tarot as being a number of complete and total transformation, which 
is how I read it. Um, this is a this is a state where you have in the seven you have this realization, this epiphany, self control, awakening, um, and then by the time you get to the eight, you're a completely different person with completely different reasonings because of that awakening and self-realization in the seven. Um, we know that the seven in the major arcana is the chariot and is the end of the lifeline. So you go from having this realization, self-control epiphany to entering the death line, which is the first card strength. So now that I've described the card to you, let's read Arthur Edward Waite's words on strength, shall we? Arthur says, Card eight, strength or fortitude. A woman over whose head there broods the same symbol of life, which we have seen in the card of the magician, is closing the jaws of a lion. The only point in which this design differs from the conventional presentations is that her beneficent fortitude has already subdued the lion, which is being led by a chain of flowers. For reasons which satisfy... For reasons which satisfy myself, this card has been interchanged with that of justice, which is usually numbered eight. As the variation carries nothing with it, which will signify to the reader, there is no cause for explanation. Thanks, Arthur. Appreciate that. Fortitude, in one of its most exalted aspects, is connected with divine mystery of union. The virtue, of course, operates in all planes and hence draws on all its symbolism. It connects also with innocentia inviolata. That's Latin. And with the strength which resides in contemplation. These higher meanings are, however, matters of inference, and I do not suggest that they are transparent on the surface of the mm, turning page of the card. They are intimidated, intimated, I can read. They are intimated in a concealed manner by the chain of flowers, which signifies, among many other things, the sweet yoke and the light burden of divine law when it has been taken into the heart of hearts. The card has nothing to do with self-confidence in the ordinary sense, though this has been suggested, but it concerns the confidence of those whose strength is God who have found their refuge in him. There is one aspect in which the lion signifies pa the passions, and she who is called strength is the higher nature in its liberation. It has walked upon the asp and the basilisk and has trodden down the lion and the dragon. Okay, so... But here's what here's what essentially Arthur is saying. He is saying that this strength woman has is closing the mouth of this lion and is saying, behold, lion, shut ye mouth. And um, that that is divine. Um, now, Arthur does say a couple things which I think are interesting. And he brings up like the religiosity of this card. And there is a phrase that I say quite frequently that this card really does remind me of, which is, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And that is, I believe it's a psalm, but essentially what it means is like, it's this kind of like agree agreement to come together and walk towards death. If you don't like, if you're like cringing at the religiosity of it, let me take you just like one tiny little step away from that, but not so much so because C.S. Lewis really did right? The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe as a metaphor for Christianity. But just take with me a tiny little, we'll just move a little further away. And we'll look at this card being where Lucy and Susan wake up because they hear commotion and then at, see Aslan walking towards the White Witch. What they don't know is that at, they are walking Aslan to die. Aslan has decided to sacrifice himself for the better of the world because he knows the deep and the old magic, which is that he will be killed and tortured and then he will come back to life after like, I don't know, three days, three hours. I can't, I can't remember something in the three range. Regardless, 
Uh, that is that is the kind of like that is like the heart of this card. It's meeting the beast and knowing that you're walking towards death. Now, that doesn't mean like literal death, though it can. But it's it's also just kind of like moving towards something like knowing that what you're meeting is dangerous or what you're meeting is going to cause like complete change and and being ready and confident in doing that. Um, the other thing that Arthur Edward Waite points out here is that, and I think that this is important, is that he says that he has swapped out justice for or strength for justice. So one of the things that as you're studying tarot, especially if you study the history of tarot that you'll come across, or even if you just own like a plethora of decks, is that justice, which is card 11 in the major arcana as I teach it, sometimes is card eight and starts out the death line. Now, I'm pretty sure I talked about this in the death episode about why I think strength is a better fit here. So in this instance, I do agree with Arthur that that strength is better as card eight because it truly is kind of like this agreeance with self and with the beast that is life that you are ready to walk through the death line. You are ready to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And that's why it's there. Justice, I feel like sits better like I, th- I believe justice is like dead center of the death line. Mm. I'm sure I mentioned that last week. Go back or two weeks ago. Go back and listen to that um, if it, and, and see exactly what I said there, because I'm sure I did a really good job. Self five, Jacqueline. So um, strength, when you're when you're looking at that, it just really does sit better as card eight as this kind of like, yes, I am ready. Yes, I am ready for the symbiotic relationship of the wild versus domestication and and what is always going to be versus what we have become and 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 moving towards something that none of us can escape. What's very interesting is that when you eventually do get to the death card, which is the penultimate card in the uh, death line, which is the second to last, uh, strength does come back into that card. You can see the person on strength kneeling in the death card, just kind of exposing their neck to death. They are the only one of the only people in that card that is there to meet death um with peace and with accepted acceptance which is what we're trying to do as we travel the death line we're trying to move through change with the heart of acceptance so um let's go ahead and read off the traditional meanings of the card i'm going on to the smith rider weight tarot app upright um this card is said to mean power, energy, action, courage, magnanimity, also complete success and honors. Reversed, it's despotism, abuse if power. That is a typo app, abuse of power. Um, although you could say abuse if not power. Uh, weakness, discord, sometimes even disgrace. Again, like there were always like little bits of facets of truth in the traditional upright and reverse meanings of these cards, but it's not, it doesn't really hold true. Things evolve over time. Um, you could look at strength as I look at strength as kind of this idea of power and vulnerability or power and strength in the agreeing to become vulnerable. You move through the death line and you're not moving through the death line with brute strength. You're not going to beat death with being stronger than death. Like you just can't like death. We all like as justice teaches us in the in the, in a bigger macrochasm life lesson like we all deserve death because we all deserve life because we are alive we deserve both life and death just by nature of birth we we deserve that and so you're not going to beat death with brute strength you're just not where all of us are going to have to meet the deepest contraction at some point 
whether that is literal, we all have to die someday, or whether that is like the little deaths of like, okay, this relationship isn't working out or okay, this job isn't working out or okay, like the way that I've been doing things isn't working out or even okay, uh, the way that I've been baking these cookies isn't working or the way that I've been trying to teach myself the skill isn't working. We all have to go through those little deaths. We all like we cannot avoid it. We're all going to have to have them. And so there is a strength in a vulnerability. Um, strength is like when it says fortitude, it really, I, you know, I think fortitude is a good word for it because it is about the strength of your character rather than the brute strength of your body. That strength is going to wane and, 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 and fluctuate over time. But the strength of your soul, the strength of your mind, the strength of your morals, those are things that we can change. And those are things that we can build up. For instance, a really good example of this would be the person who was raised very religious, who grew up with a lot of like hateful, homophobic, racist, um, misogynistic viewpoints. And then over the course of being educated in time, shed those ideas away and became a strong, even though those ideals and those morals and those things you were raised with were very strong and very volatile, still having the strength and the fortitude to let them shed and allow yourself to change and allow yourself to be educated and to have better and stronger and deeper understanding that that there comes with a vulnerability in that change there there comes an acceptance in that this is also a card that you could look at this as being like a really good card that it, that indicate that like could cover like apology sometimes i pull this card especially in relationship readings and it'll be like well what do we need and we pull strength and it's like you guys need to be more vulnerable with each other and you need to be sorry you need to learn how to apologize with each other and then make change there's there's a vulnerability and a fortitude in that there is a agreeing to move forward and let and shed some of that old stuff go, shed some of that old stuff go, let some of that old stuff go and allow yourselves to move forward on a on a different playing field, having the vulnerability to talk through things when it comes up and then and but then allowing peace to kind of guide you forward. Because, again, like it's not brute strength that we're looking for here. It is fortitude. It's an internal demure, subtle strength that comes with the idea that, yes, we will be moving forward. And yes, it's not going to always be easy, but we will move forward with the acceptance of that. Um, so let's go into what I wrote in the in my death line workbook on strength. So I wrote, from the chariot, we first enter strength. While this may seem an odd card to start the death line, it actually makes synchronic sense. At first, the answer is quite obvious. It takes strength to want more, to push past simply living and travel through the valley of shadow. In strength, we learn about ferocity and perseverance, determination. We build ourselves up, prepare our lion roars. We give ourselves permission to jump from the chariot as it clatters off the road and into the abyss. All of this is true. But strength is also about pressure. To be in strength is to feel life weighing on you, to feel the absolute need to change. We are coal here functional but we could be diamonds so we are squeezed and the claustrophobia sets in we're too small too narrow we panic and then we curl up to meet the other form of strength gentility we become the tame lion the trusting lion we allow our mouths to be opened and eat from the hand of source and we're now truly ready to die to ourselves um the questions that i wrote with this are where can we find strength to leave the chariot how can we embody ferocity? What are we changing? And how can we embody gentility? So here in strength, the way that I read it is where can we apologize? 
where can we meet the beast? Where can we find strength and acceptance? Where can we find gentility? How can we view it as strength? Pulling this in a reading for me is a lot like allow yourself to be vulnerable. Go to someone with the idea that they're not going to bite and snap at you, but that they're going to hold you and, and, and see you through it. And if they don't, then have the strength to know what that means. It's okay to change. Have strength to change. You can change your mind. You can do better. You know exactly what you're doing. You've done so much work on yourself. Don't go backwards. Follow it through. What do you need to follow through? How are you being called to stand up for yourself? Is it with screaming or is it just by simply shrugging your shoulders and saying, I will not be doing anything differently? These are my needs. If you can't meet them, I'm going to have to do something else. I'm going to have to leave you. I'm going to have to leave this job. I'm going to have to stop being friends. I'm going to have to say, okay, maybe we need a third party to come in. Strength has so many beautiful qualities of it, and it is both fierce and gentle. And it is both trusting and steady. And it is also steady when it allows itself to be changed and to, and to shed its skin and to become something else, to become something more, to not be afraid of saying, I was wrong about that. To not be afraid of saying, no, I'm right. To, to live in that and accept to live in that acceptance of both fortitude, ferocity and gentility is such a skill. And it's not one that we're kind of born with or equipped with. We learn that through trial and error. We learn it through guess and check. We learn it through realizing that the way that we've always done things, chariot, isn't working anymore. So we need to try something else. And with trying something else, we as humans are going to change. Because the whole point of strength is that, yeah, like what we've been doing isn't working and yes, it needs to change. And yeah, that can feel really heavy, but, and, and we've been functional, but this pressure is going to change us. We're going to feel compressed and compressed and compressed, especially by the time we reach death. But the death line doesn't end in death. It ends in temperance and we become diamonds in temperance, but it starts with us allowing that weight to settle in. And that happens in strength. So, yeah. Guess what I forgot to do again? You write collective reading. I'm going to pull a card for that. <laughs> I've actually been really intimidated. Like part of me and part of like the hang up here about starting over or like getting back into things is that like I've really not felt like going through a little bit of a contraction on my own where I've not felt very intuitive or not felt very like good at the podcast or talking and that can be, it can be really intimidating. And I, you know, like I learned a really big lesson for myself back when I did the, um, I believe we were talking about the emperor a few weeks ago. Was it the emperor that we were talking about it? it the, the one where I had to edit it because I, I just had like, I was, I, I said something ignorantly. I, I said, or made it sound like I was calling Africa a country and that really like, I think shook me a little bit in regards to like, hey, the way that you've been doing things isn't working. And it's put a lot more and rightfully so pressure on me to take more time with things and to listen to things fully before we put them out. And just try just try a lot more to not just be like, oh, my ADHD makes me talk fast, but like actually like take accountability. And so like 
you know, I appreciate you all giving me the space and the grace to put out more quality content that I can make sure isn't harmful to the people who are listening to it. Um, but it all, it also has like shaken me a bit to be like, Oh God, like I want to make sure that I'm doing this right. So I appreciate you all for your, for your patience with me and support and forgiveness and also the people who have held me accountable. It's very appreciated. So yeah, this is the collective reading for the next coming two weeks. We've got the two of pentacles. The two of pentacles here is talking to us a little bit about carrying the weight of things but letting us it's telling us that it's okay to put something down it's okay that something has been too much i do think it's very interesting that here in the two of pentacles we have the same infinity loop that strength has above their head um it it is telling us that it's okay to put something down that we'll be able to pick it back up that it's always going to be there that we have the ability and the right to say, I can't right now. That it's okay to say, I can do a lot and I'm doing a little too much. It's okay to have that awareness. And it's okay to make the choice to say, I need to take a break for a second and kind of find my balance. And then once I've got things balanced, to pick that thing back up. Like, yes, I could juggle both of these things for eternity, but also I don't have to, I can take a break and pause for a second. It's okay to put yourself and your needs first. As long as they're not stamping and trampeding the rights of another person, obviously, but like, it's okay to say, Hey, I need a break. It's okay to say, I'm not going to answer this text. It's okay to say, I don't have the space for this email. It's okay to say that I don't need to answer somebody back automatically. I get a lot of panic about that sometimes um, where somebody will message me and I'll be like, oh my God, I have to respond right now. And then, and then I get so anxious about it. Then then I'm like, oh my God, it's been a week and I haven't responded because I've put so much pressure on myself. It's okay. If I had just been like, hey, if I hadn't built it up so high in my head, I could have just taken care of it earlier. And that's this card. It's saying like, don't build something up to the point that it becomes a power imbalance. Like it holds weight over you. It's okay to set it down and then come back to it. The lack of that, putting that pressure on yourself will help you get to it faster. So yeah, that's the collective reading. If you um, like this podcast, rate and review. Um, once we get to 300, I haven't said this in a while, but Gabe and I will hold a pie war, uh, which will be fun. And also it means I get pie. I thank you all and I love you all. And um, bye-bye.